and welcome back to the Thrive for Life podcast with me, your host, Ashling Daly. I'm truly grateful that you've decided to tune into my podcast out of the thousands of podcasts that are available out there. So thank you. As many of you are aware, I'm really passionate about personal development, self-mastery and improving my mindset. And my outlook and approach to life is a huge part of this. So if like me, you're looking to learn how to get out of your own way and take action in any area of your life, this episode is certainly for you. My guest today is Todd Cahill. He's a best-selling author of the book, You Vs. You, 12 Ways to Kick Your Own Ass. And he offers so many insights into how we can do just that in this episode. I love connecting with my listeners, so be sure and follow me on Instagram. I'm at thriveforlife.ashlingdaily or drop me an email to ashling at thriveforlife.ie. I'd also really appreciate if you could leave a rating or a review of my podcast on whatever platform you're tuning in on, or be sure to hit subscribe if you don't want to miss a single episode. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So today's guest is coming to us all the way from Chicago. His name is Todd Cahill, and he is a best-selling author of the book, You Versus You, 12 Ways to Kick Your Own Ass. Uh, he's a life coach, a leadership trainer, a speaker, a podcast host, a husband, a father of three beautiful children. Todd, thanks so much for joining us on the Thrive for Life podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Ashlyn. Really no glad to be here. So the surname Cahill, we pronounce it here in Ireland as Cahill. Um, is that an Irish name? Are you have you Irish relatives? Uh, yes, yes, I do, and I'm pretty proud of that as well. Um, but uh, yes, uh, about fifty percent of uh, my heritage is Irish. Brilliant, very good. And um, so your book, You versus You, I'm dying to read it. It's on its way to me at the moment. I ordered it through Amazon. <laughs> so for any of our Irish listeners, it's available on Amazon, and it's about sixteen euro, including delivery. So it's, it's on the way to me at the moment, so I cannot wait to get stuck into it. Ah, oh, thank you. Appreciate that. So let's dive straight in, Todd. So I, I read online, you can correct me if this is wrong, that you made your first million before you turned 30 through multi-level marketing or network marketing. Is that true? Yeah, that is true. That's an incredible achievement. It's, it's one that many people don't achieve in their lifetime, let alone before turning 30. So that's amazing. Well done. Um, Thank you. So from what I've learned about many people who've achieved financial success like you have done, it's not usually a straight line from the starting point to the success. There's usually a lot of failed attempts and learnings along the way. Is that your experience in life to date? Or did you come from an affluent yeah. background with lots of support? Or was it a lot of hard work and grafting and a lot of learning along the way? Well, that's why I wrote the book, You vs. You, because um, my life has been quite the battle. Ashlyn, like I'll speak a lot of maybe your listeners, it's definitely not a straight line. In fact, when I started becoming an entrepreneur at the early age of 23, I was literally homeless. So wow. I think um, I think a cool story for your listeners, um, because obviously your listeners are all about empowering themselves by listening and also I'm sure empowering others and living their life uh, with their full potential. When I The day that I got um, so September 6, 2004, um, I went outside to go to work, and I was a personal trainer. And um, I was working. I loved that job. I, I still love to the, working out. I, I own a health and wellness business to this day, and I love fitness. So I was going to go to work in San Diego. My car was gone, 
and I realized it was repossessed for the second time. And, and then that day I got a phone call that I was fired for my job because I had no car and my cell phone shut off. And uh, basically I had no money in my bank account. I was negative in my bank account. And then that day my, the rent was due, so I couldn't pay my rent. So I got kicked out of my place. And I remember having a red bicycle. It wasn't even mine. It was loaned to me. And I got on my bicycle that day. I felt a sense of peace, actually. And I rode to Barnes & Noble. And uh, in Ireland, I don't know if you know what Barnes & Noble is, just a bookstore in America. And uh, I always loved bookstores. My favorite uh, toy growing up was a book. So I went to Barnes and & Noble, and I, and I sat down, and I couldn't afford, obviously, any of the books, but I sat there and read uh, some, some personal development books. And I promised myself that one day I'm going to be an author, and I'm going to be in the same exact Barnes & Noble in San Diego as a bestseller. And that's how I started my entrepreneur career. And uh, beginning of 2019, my book came out, and it's in Barnes & Noble this year all over the country in America and now is a national bestseller. So dreams do come true. It took me 17 years, but I started, you know, really grinding it when I was, you know, homeless and uh, no money, no job, no car, no transportation, just a desire to want to grow. And uh, a month later, I was introduced to um, a legal legal service company in America that I started to to go on that journey with and it wasn't quick it wasn't easy but uh yeah nine years later uh, i was a millionaire in that company wow that's incredible so when you were at your lowest point you were homeless you were jobless um everything seemed to be going wrong for you at that point you showed incredible mental strength by thinking about what you actually wanted to achieve i think i don't know if i'd be able to do the same if i was in that position or how i'd cope with that or handle that so that's incredible. Uh, yeah, I always tell people I was single at the time. I didn't have children. So if that happened to someone that was married or had children, I mean, I know obviously even how difficult that would be even more. I was, you know, just a single guy at the time. But I, I think, you know, that's why I have a brain on the cover of my book because it all is about your mindset. Um, and that's what I really coach people on, their subconscious mind and how we're so powerful when we understand that we can have full access to the subconscious mind through meditation and um, through other ways, you know, it is the portal and how transformation is everything in this in, in our life. I mean, um, pain is the is the portal of transformation. So if somebody I wanted to transform my life and in America, you know, for me, you know, studying and I, I dropped out of college. One of the things I did not want to do, and this is not a, a knock on jobs, of course, because obviously, you know, if you have a job, that's awesome. And, you know, a lot of people love their job and they love what they do. But for my experience personally, I did not want a nine to five, a cubicle, a job um, and just kind of working for somebody else. So when I got fired from that job, I actually felt good knowing that this is my shot to be an entrepreneur. But I didn't know what that looked like. But I knew that if I attracted something amazing, that it would come. And um, I just replied to an ad about a month later. And here I am 17 years later in the same industry and have made millions and millions and millions of dollars. So, um, you know, it just it, you got to start thinking, you know, the way that you want to think. And things do start to happen, even though in that moment it's so tough or it could be. It's all perspective. So I had to shift my perspective and really embrace the transformation that I was about to go through with all the pain of being broke and homeless, but at the same time, what a lesson 
And I've used that story now for many years to inspire people on stages all across the country. Amazing. So what was the first step that you took? So when you, you went to Barnes & Noble and you decided this is what's going to happen for me, what were the first initial steps that you took towards achieving your dreams? That's a great question because that, a lot of people get overwhelmed with, uh, oh my gosh, I'm broke or, or, I'm, you know, or, I, or I, I don't know what to do this or I don't know how to do this or I want to be an author but I don't know what that looks like. It's just, I, honestly, I took a, a, a yellow legal pad and I started writing my dreams literally one by one. It's in my book, too. I write about it. Um, I just started to take all these thoughts, even these fears that we all have, and I started writing down my fears and what I can do about it. Um, and I've always looked up to people uh, in sports. So I also write about you know, my hero, Michael Jordan. And I always kind of think like, what would Michael Jordan do? <laughs> you know, the game, you know, he's down, be down by, you know, down by, you know, a certain amount of points back when he was in the NBA. You know, uh, he always wanted the ball, even though he missed many shots and wasn't always the game winning shot or the game winning, you know, the ball goes in, you know, he lost too. I think people win and they lose. So I think, but at the end of the day, you've got to grab the ball. You've got to attempt a shot. So I didn't want to just sit there and feel sorry for myself. I wanted to be like Michael Jordan. I want to be like, okay, this is my shot. This is my opportunity. Just like he got cut in 10th grade from his high school basketball team. And uh, it was very painful for him. But he came back and, you know, look what happened. So I just used that as a pivot to create a different Todd and create a whole different version of myself by starting to write. And uh, that really turned into a book. Uh, but I just started writing down, you know, um, in a journal and uh, in a yellow pad, you know, what to do. Okay, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do that. How can I, how can I take that and, and become a better version of myself and use this for the good? So you broke it down into kind of actionable kind of steps. Absolutely. Yep. And then, of course, you needed an opportunity. So I didn't know what I was going to do at that moment. But because I was attracting entrepreneurship and I knew I wanted to work from home, um, a 19-year-old kid, um, uh, you know, actually called me and he had a lot of, I was 23 and he uh, introduced me to a, a gentleman who was very successful and uh, the opportunity cost a couple hundred dollars to get started. It was called prepaid legal services. It was publicly traded um, here in America on the New York Stock Exchange at the time and it was a work from home opportunity and I heard of it and I'm like, ah, no, no, I don't want to do those, you know, but then he actually introduced me to this successful mentor and see, I understand having a mentor. So I needed a mentor. So yes, I was ready to go, but I needed help. I needed a coach. And uh, this person, his name was Sean. Uh, he was from Israel, and he was living in Los Angeles. And he said, I'll be there for you. I'll mentor you. Uh, the cost of business is a couple hundred bucks. So I borrowed my mom's uh, credit card without her knowing. <laughs> and uh, I got started, and uh, the rest is history. I just took it dead seriously. So that was about a month later, but I was ready mentally to have the stick-to-itiveness and not quit uh, when I was presented um, an opportunity to be on an, an, uh, an entrepreneur for myself. Excellent. And did you pay your mother back with interest? Uh, I paid her mortgage for many mm. years. Wow, amazing. So Michael Jordan's story and your story, they're great examples of what you can achieve when you really believe in yourself. That's key, isn't it? It, it really is. And I'm still understanding or trying to understand that message today. I think... Um, when you really love yourself, um, it's 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 everything. And when you, it's not it's not just believing in yourself; it's really being okay with what you're going through and knowing that, like, oh, you're gonna crush it. 
Mm-hmm. You're, you, no matter what happens, no matter who says you're fired or you're not good enough or you know, you'll never get out of this or you'll never be rich or you'll never be an author, you'll never be on national television, take that dream and get out of here. No matter what people say to you, you just have to kind of smile and on the inside just be like, watch what I do. Just watch me. Just watch me. Um, and that comes through obviously a lot of growth, a lot of transformation, and even just your own maybe upbringing. Um, but obviously it does help to have other people believe in you. And I definitely along my path, and I read about my eighth grade teacher, my history teacher, who gave me my first uh, personal development book by John Maxwell. And he wrote a note and he said how much he believes in me. So if, if you have people believing in you, even if it's just one person, even if it's your mom, your dad, you know, a teacher, a friend, all it takes is one person to look you in the eye and say, I do believe in you. You can do it. Excellent. So, Todd, what does success look like to you? So you've achieved financial success. You've, you have a wife, three beautiful children. What is your definition of success? My, de- uh, my definition of success is um, the people around you that you really love respect you the most. Um, what I mean by that is what you portray on social media, you really are in your real, in your real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just success because you have a Lamborghini or you have a mansion or you dress well or you look good. What I really want, what I'm always striving to do is that I'm always a good person and that I'm always transforming every day regardless of if I have a dollar in my bank account or a million dollars in my bank account. Um, I also think that success is fulfillment. It's not happiness. Happiness is this thing, and I don't know if in Ireland, what, you know, but in America there's a happiness movement. Mm-hmm. And everyone just wants to say, you know, I just want to be happy. You know, I just want to be happy. And Happiness is a feeling. You know, when you stub your toe, you're not happy. Um, two weeks ago, I, I chopped off my finger on accident. I wasn't happy. You know, I could be a multimillionaire, living in a great, you know, great life, but I chopped off my finger. So, I mean, happiness is a feeling, but fulfillment is true, like, it's really my definition of success. Being fulfilled in what you're doing in your career, being fulfilled and making an impact and, and really living a significant life, not success. So, in fact, I don't chase success. Mm-hmm. I really chase significance. Um, and that obviously involves other people and not just my own self-made. A lot of people say I'm self-made. I don't, I, no, no one's self-made. Yeah. <laughs> um, first, first of all, you can't come into planet Earth by yourself. So it takes, it takes your mom so, uh, and, and your dad. So it's, uh, you know, no one's self-made. So, you know, I think if you're chasing a significant life, a life of impact, and take care of yourself first so that you can take care of others, I think that's where all the happiness really comes from. I totally agree. Yeah, the the positive vibe movement is not very healthy because nobody is positive all the time. That's an unrealistic expectation. So I really exactly. I really like that idea of striving for fulfillment. So speaking yes. of fulfillment, what would you say your mission statement or your purpose in life is? Um, my purpose in life is to become the best version of me because when I'm not the best version of me, I also can hurt others. I can hurt my wife, I can hurt my children, and I'm not saying physically hurt them, obviously, but I'm mm-hmm. saying just put other people through pain. So I think my purpose in life is very simple. It's to grow every single day 
to become a better version of myself. And I, we hear that a lot, but what that really means is I need to become self-aware. Self-awareness is the key to change. Most people don't want to change. So to live a life of non, the world's changing all the time. The weather's changing. So when you're not adapting to change and you don't embrace change and you're trying to stay the same, what happened is you're becoming so stagnant and that's really apathy. And you, you're, you're, not, you're not getting out of your comfort zone, which therefore you're not seeing what you're really capable of. So when you're growing every day, when I'm growing every day, I can really see what I'm fully capable of. And if you're doing it every day, just like Michael Jordan, you know, in basketball or any athlete, you know, Tom Brady in the NFL, he's better now at 42 years old than he was when he was 25 in the National Football League in America. 42 years old, he still played for the New England Patriots, the greatest quarterback of all time. He's better now. And that, to me, is chasing significance. So that's my purpose in life, is to be better today than I ever was yesterday. Brilliant. I love that. And what do you think are the biggest blocks or the biggest excuses that people make or that people encounter that stop them from becoming who they really want to become or stop them from growing? That's a wonderful question. Let me put it this way. Um, look at the caterpillar. The caterpillar is obviously an insect that, you know, it's, it's kind of fairly beautiful. Um, maybe it, you find it ugly. Um, but right when it's about to turn into a butterfly, it gets really mushy. And most people are afraid of the mushiness and mushy, if, or let me put it into another word, like ugly. Like it, it's that transformation going from a caterpillar to a butterfly is very ugly. It's not pretty. But in order for that to transform, it has to go through that ugliness to be beautiful. So what most people are afraid of is the real awareness of what they have to do. For instance, for instance they might have to stop, you know, they might have to quit smoking or quit drinking or the language. They might have to quit their language. Uh, they might have to quit on their friends. They might have to get new friends. New. They might have to change their associations they might have to go to events that are uncomfortable um in the beginning because you know it's about personal growth and they don't want to hear about growth they just want to stay in their comfort zone because that's a natural human instinct common to us all whether you live in ireland england america brazil we're all human beings and we have a natural human instinct to stay where we're at so it's very uncomfortable in the beginning to change, but when, it's like jumping out of an airplane. We're so afraid, we're so afraid, we're so afraid. But then when you jump out of an airplane, you're like, oh my gosh, that was the greatest experience of my life. And you're just like, I want to do it more. Why was I so afraid of it? Um, and that's what I think, that, you know, a lot of people won't be successful is because they're just so afraid. They use fear as an excuse and they don't do anything about it. But fear is an illusion. You know, you ha you, you got to be, you got to be friends with fear. Friend, fear is one of your good friends. Uh, it's there for a reason so that you don't get hurt physically. You know, oh, there's a lion, you know, or, 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 you know, don't sit in the street because the car's coming, so get out of the street. But don't let fear hold you back from really becoming the true significant person that you really can become in this life. And that's what's uncomfortable, but it's so much more comfortable once you get out of your comfort zone, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That you have to go through it to get to the other side, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah what a story, and what, you know, and you really understand inspiration and what true inspiration is. It's not just a motivational video on Instagram. 
uh, inspiration is you getting out of your comfort zone and becoming someone better than you are now. And that just is addicting. And I would rather be addicted to that than addicted to something that's bad for me. Exactly. So how, how do we stop resisting the change? So let's say we know that we could achieve X if we did Y, but we're just not doing it. And the days are passing, the weeks, the months, the years might be passing. And we still haven't taken action. How do we stop the resistance and just dive in? Um, it comes from a few things. Number one, accountability. Um, accountability is um, the strongest motivator in the world, but a lot of people are afraid of it. Um, with accountability comes a coach. That's why I do coach people. Um, I've always had a coach. If you look at, again, sports, or, you know, I, I was, I was an athlete myself, so that's why I use a lot of analogies with sports. But if Tiger Woods, at his age, has a coach still, that's a huge you know, eye-opening thing for all of us. If, um, you know, a business uh, multimillionaire still has a mentor, that's a huge eye-opening thing. Like, we all have to have mentors. But at the same time, we also have to believe that we do have what it takes. Like, we don't need to always read books and listen to podcasts, you know, to grow. We, we Those are just enhancing us. Listening to podcasts, reading books, um, you know, going to seminars, that is going to help us. But we already are strong people, but those are things that we can seek for help and coaching and mentorship and, you know, putting our thoughts together and awareness and aha moments. But we as human beings were created to become great. You know, we are human beings. We have thoughts. We can choose to have the right thoughts. We, we think, yes, 70,000 thoughts a day on average, but we can decide in one minute to become great. And that's the power of being a human being. We have the choice. And that's free will. So we are so powerful, but I think a lot of us choose not to be powerful, even on a subconscious level. So it does take, all you got to do is choose to reach out, you know, look for someone that can mentor you, look for podcasts like yours to listen to, to take notes, to take action on. All it takes is a choice. Instead of listening or watching TV, you know, we can listen to you. We can listen to, you know, podcasts. We can read books. We can we can do that, but we have to understand we, we do have what it takes, but we do have to take that action to create that self-awareness of what we need to do, what's the next step, and then the next step after that, then the next step after that. And then eventually, the journey of a 1,000 miles begins with the first step. Well, we've already taken a 1,000 steps, a 1,000 miles. So now we're like, wow, we really did it, and now we can give back more than we've ever given back to others because we took that first step. Brilliant. So it might be a nice time to mention you also have an online course. Is that correct? That that people could sign up to that might help them to take that first step? Absolutely. In fact, if you go now, it's free. So they don't have to pay anything. Your listeners can just go and, and uh, go to youversyoubook.com, youversyoubook.com, and they can get my 12 battle course for free. They just have to put in the promo code free. Brilliant. And they, they, yeah, they get it in their email, um, regardless of wherever they live, and uh, they can uh, get it right away, and they can go through the 12 battles. And the book, they just get on Amazon, like you said, but um, definitely that goes well with the course, and they get the course for free. Excellent. And speaking of the book, um, so it's made up of 12 battles. There's things like you versus your finance, you versus your health, you versus your dreams. Which battle seems to be the one that resonates most with your readers? Is there one that they reach out to the most about? Yes. Um, you versus your persona, I think, is very big because of social media. 
I think a lot of people are portraying their life the way that it's really not to get more likes and to get more comments. And I think there's a lot of pressure for young people, the millennials and even teenagers today, and I write about it, how even su the suicide rates are going up because teenagers are really so focused on what other people think of them. And really to win that battle between you and your persona, it takes first and foremost telling the truth about yourself. And I think a lot of people are afraid to tell the truth about who they really are. And creating that concept, the illusion of the perfect life on social media has been around as long as social media itself. And um, the problem with portraying that perfect life is you have to live up to it. And you're, a lot of people are just putting that pressure on themselves of, of being, you know, that perfect couple, you know, married couples. And I've been guilty of it too in the past where, you know, you versus your relationships, you know, me and my wife will, you know, you know, all this, we always hear, oh, you guys are so beautiful and what a perfect couple. And I hate hearing that. Mm -hmm. We're not a perfect couple. Uh, we have fought, we have, we have gone through the, our battles, but the cool thing is like, I like posting about the real stuff that we've been through, not just a beautiful picture of us and saying, we love each other so much and life is so great. You know, it, it is, trust me, we do love each other, but we've been through some battles that I think if we're honest about, we can help other married couples just being honest, you know, about the, the ups and the downs and what we're learning and how we're transforming. Um, and I think when you're honest, especially on social media, of even not being negative, but just being honest and just being, this is what I'm going through. This is what, these are my challenges. This is how I'm going to overcome my challenges. That's more inspiring than just trying to get likes and comments from, you know, a, a picture in a bikini, you know, and just be like, hello, everyone. You know, it's just uh, that it's a real challenge. And when someone can just be honest with themselves, I'll just kind of read the, you know, if you could redefine the battle, because I do in three R's, you know, I, we got to return to the battle. We got to redefine it, which basically says, how can we look at this battle differently? And, uh, and then also um, repeat. So making wise choices. So each chapter is laid out in those three R's. But I say winning the battle takes a concerted effort to stop spending time trying to impress others and instead spend it doing the things you are meant to do, the things that move you. And if people can decide, I'm just, I'm going to do things that I want to do, not because someone tells me I should, or I want to get more likes and more, more notoriety or more fame. I want to do things that I love to do, the things that move me. I think you're organically going to build a wonderful podcast or an, an, a wonderful Instagram page because people can resonate with that way more than just try to be like everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. I tend to get the most comments from people and the most messages from people when I speak openly about the struggles that I've had with binge eating in the past and even over the past summer again and um, and yeah it, it opens up the dialogue for people who might be struggling to actually open up themselves and talk about it mm -hmm. so it's certainly more helpful to everyone when we can just be a bit more authentic online absolutely and I'll say this one last thing about that how can you have a great marriage if you're not truthful about who you are how can you how can you have the best health if you're not truthful about your struggles with your health? How, how can you have the best, you know, dreams if you don't, if you, you're trying to chase some other person's dreams instead of your dreams? So that's why it's the first battle. It's the foundation of all the other battles. Absolutely. And um, speaking of your book and books in general, 
what are the top three books that you would say have influenced your life in the, the most significant way? Well, thanks. That's a great question. Um, obviously, the Bible. I mean, like a lot of people love the Bible. I just love the teachings of Jesus. Um, whether you're religious or not, I just think it's all about love. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't care what background you are. I don't care what race you are. I don't care what sexual orientation you are. We all have to love each other more. In America, there's so much hatred, um, you know, with uh, on the media, the news. You know, you're either on this side or you're on the other side. Um, and I just, I really just, you, you just got to love everybody, you know, no matter what. I mean, we're human beings. We all have our insecurities. Um, so I just love the teachings of Jesus. I loved um, Dr. Wayne Dyer. He passed away, but he wrote a book in 2008 that changed my life. It's called Excuses Be Gone. And it's such a great read because I, I, so many people have so many excuses. Well, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't have, I don't have the, the, the knowledge. I don't have the this. I don't have the that. So many excuses that people have. So once you can get rid of the top excuses that, that you have, that book actually does a deep dive into why people have excuses and how to get rid of them forever. And Dr. Wade Dyer is just one of the greatest authors of all time. Um, and uh, the third book I would say is uh, John Maxwell's book. Um, I used to work for John Maxwell. He's uh, a huge name all over the world in leadership. He wrote in early 2000 um, the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. So for me, you know, as a man, and I know you have a lot of women uh, listeners, and I actually coach mostly women. Um, I always teach women that you're a leader. It doesn't matter if you're a man, if you're a woman. Every single person can be a leader if they really choose to be a leader. But diving into what the 21 laws are, like the law of the lid and, you know, um, you know, that is such, that's chapter one and just understanding what that even means to raise the lid of your own life. Um, so that book changed my life in my early 20s and it allowed me to be a leader, um, which is influence, to develop influence, to have influence so that I can create not only my success and significance, but I can uh, uh, show people how to do it themselves and guide them to become their own leader. So those are obviously three books that are on my bookshelf and I read on an you know, everyday Great. basis. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I'm also really interested in people's daily routines, especially their, how they start their morning and their, how they finish their day. Are there certain routines that you follow regularly each morning and each evening? Yeah, you ask great questions because that's, I'm interested in all that too when I interview people on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, um, your routine is everything. Um, first of all, I, I, I'm really getting up earlier than I used to. I work from home, so I can, me and my wife, we can usually, we can sleep in and we can do whatever we want, but that's a challenge. So I wake up early. I always, um, put coffee on. Um, I love coffee. I love espresso. Like a lot of, you know, your listeners do, I'm sure. But I, um, I take my headset. I go to my favorite chair overlooking either Chicago because we live in downtown Chicago or we also live in a golf course too. Um, and I look far away. So I need, I need a view far away. And then I meditate for 15 minutes with a headset and you can just go to YouTube and put in, um, Abraham Hicks. Mm -hmm. I love her. Um, she's an amazing, amazing woman. Me too. Um, yeah, she's the, the greatest. And I listen to her uh, meditations. I close my eyes. I sit in the upright seated position that opens up my med uh, my subconscious mind for the day that I have my coffee and I sit down and we, we talk for about 30 minutes, me and my wife, not about business, not about the day, just talk. We just um, really spend time together in the morning. 
Um, and then we, uh, and then I get ready. I, I work out and then I, I, I work from like 12 to eight Monday through Friday from home and coach people. And then the weekend's off. Um, and then at night we just relax and spend time with family and, you know, and just, uh, or just go out and have fun. So it definitely is a routine that has now served me well, both financially and also, um, you know, obviously mentally, um, to not go rush, you know, not go, you know, go, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. start early and meditate for sure. Brilliant. Meditation is something that I've only started to get into recently. I was kind of resisting it myself for a long time. (laughs) And like that, I'm very go, go, go. But I'm I'm starting to feel the benefits of it. What would you say the benefits for you are? You said tapping into your your subconscious mind. What, What are the other benefits for you for meditation? Well, let me put it this way. Um, and I always like referring to other people, Abraham Hicks and Dr. Joe Dispenza, your, your listeners need to look up. Mm-hmm. Dr. Joe Dispenza changed my life about five years ago when he wrote the book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And the problem with me, Ashlyn, is, is um, just like a lot of your listeners, is we, we have issues. Like a lot of us have issues. Like I've had anger issues and I've had um, anxiety issues and I was on medication in the past for my anxiety. So the reason I've had anxiety is because I always worry and worry, worry, worry. Oh my gosh, what if this happens? What if that happens? So meditation is very simple. It is the only way that you'll have access to your subconscious mind. It's the only way. It's the portal. So if you're not meditating, if you're not taking that 15, 20 minutes a day to close your eyes and really have a guided meditation and eventually even do it on your own, your subconscious mind is is in control without you. So think about a plane. Imagine if there's not a pilot and you're middle of the air, you're probably, you're going to die unless somebody can fly that plane. So your brain, somebody needs to be the pilot of your brain, your thoughts. You have 70,000 thoughts a day. So in order for you to control those thoughts, you have to be the pilot of your own subconscious. And if you're not meditating, your subconscious is running your life. And that's not good because you're all over the place. It's fight or flight. But if you actually lower your brainwaves, and that scientifically, that's what lowers your brainwaves. It calms you down. It makes you more mindful. It makes you more sharp. It makes you more calm. And those anxieties go away eventually. And I got off all my medication. I got off my Xanax. Uh, I don't take anything for my anxiety now. That is my medication is every morning and in the middle of the day, I lower my brain waves, even if, especially, especially when I'm, you know, feel anxious or nervous or fearful. That's when I go 10 minutes in a room, I close my eyes and I meditate and boy, I feel like I just got out of a nap or I feel like I just got eight hours of a great night's sleep and I'm way more mindful going into the rest of my day. Brilliant. That's such a good analogy about the plane. You, you made that really, really clear. Thanks for sharing that. My pleasure. So before we finish up, I have a couple more questions. What are your three healthiest habits? Maybe meditation might be one of those, either yes. for, for your physical health or your mental health. What, are, what would you say are your three healthiest habits? My three healthiest habits are, number one, meditation for sure. I do it every day. And it, it, it's still a challenge. You still have to put it in your schedule. You can't just assume you're just going to do it. You have to really plan it. Number two is working out. Uh, oh, my gosh. Um, I, I don't work out because I want to just look good. And, you know, I work out because it's, it's, it's a psychological thing. It also helps my anxiety. And that has a lot to do with cardio. 
So always on the stairs or running. Um, I have to do cardio and then, of course, lifting weights. That's number two. And then number three is reading. Have to read. Um, a lot of people do listen to podcasts, and of course I do too, and I love listening um, to YouTube and podcasts, of course, and I do that every day. But there's something also to be said about reading, and so many people have forgot the art of reading, sitting down and journaling and writing. So I, I would say writing and reading, since I'm an author, are something I do on a day-to-day basis. Journaling after I read, journaling after meditation, um, collecting my thoughts and reading things that really help my brain function better to strengthen my brain and also every day strengthening my physical body so that I'm more armored to deal with the battles when they come my way. So I'm a lot, I'm like a warrior. I look at myself as a, a battle warrior and life is a battle. It's not all roses and sunshine. You need to, just like you're at war, you need to put your armor on. And if you don't have any armor on, when you go into life and battles, you're going to, you're going to die. So not physically, but, you know, die mentally, die physically, you know, have health issues, have relationship issues. And that's sometimes even worse than death, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially when you realize the regret that you could have had a happy marriage, but you lost it because you didn't put your armor on and you weren't self-aware that you've got to get better every day yourself to be a better spouse, to be a better friend, to be a better leader. Brilliant. And the final question, what would be one quote that you would pick to live by? If you could only pick one quote, what would it be? The way you do one thing is how you do everything. Brilliant. And what does that mean to you? Could you explain it? The the way that I'm showing up on your podcast is the way I'm going to show up for my wife today. The way that I plan to be on this podcast early in the morning is the way that I'm going to show up the rest of the day. Um, the, the way that you know my, my bathroom is, and if it's a wreck, I'm going to clean it up because I need to clean up my life in certain areas. Everything I do is how I do everything. So if I say I'm going to do something and I don't, then that's how I do everything. So that, that's a quote that's very hard to live by. It's not easy. But if I keep reminding myself that everything matters, not just business, not just making money, mm-hmm. but even picking up after myself, doing the laundry, um, you know, making sure I'm, you know, working out, I meditate, I'm hanging out with my kids, I'm walking my dog, I'm being kind, I'm being nice to others, not just because I'm very successful as an author, everything matters. Brilliant, that's an amazing quote, definitely one that I'd be hanging on to. Uh, so Todd, what's the best place to connect with you or find you? Um, Instagram, uh, Todd M. Cahill, um, you know, you can just find me there. And then also uh, youversyoubook.com has all my other social media stuff there. You can see my inter- interview on CNN recently uh, about the book You Versus You. And um, my podcast is also on there as well. Excellent. Todd, I'm so grateful that you've given me your time today to, to speak with me on the Thrive for Life podcast. I really, oh, really so enjoyed grateful. our conversation. I can't wait to read, read your book. And just to remind listeners, it's called You Versus You, 12 Ways to Kick Your Own Ass. So make sure you get yourself a, cop- a copy of that. So thank you so much, Todd, for joining me. Thank you, Ashlyn. It was absolutely my pleasure. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing an amazing job. Thank you so much. Thanks, Todd.
Thanks for tuning in to the Thrive for Life podcast with me, your host, Ashling Daly, and this week's guest, Todd Cahill. Be sure to check out Todd's book, You vs. You, which is available from Amazon if you're listening from Ireland or the UK, and it's also available from Barnes & Noble if you're in the United States. I'd appreciate if you could leave a rating or a review on whatever podcast platform you're tuning in on. Until next time, take care. Thank you.